Hello, everybody, and welcome to Clean Beauty School Mind Body Greens Beauty Podcast. I am your host and Mind Body Greens Beauty Director, Alexandra Engler. So, today we have a very interesting episode where we are going to be talking about how you can best take care of your skin, you know, at every stage of your life and how you'll want to make tweaks to your skincare routine as you enter new stages. And to do so, I have on Dr. Downey. She is one of our favorite sources here at Mind Body Green, and you have probably seen her name peppered through various stories of ours. And I just cannot wait to have her on to uh, talk about this, you know, really important topic, how to take care of your skin as you enter new life stages. Dr. Downey, welcome. Hey, thank you very much, Alexandra. I appreciate you. So I, in my Montclair, New Jersey practice, which is image dermatology, I see pretty much people that are in their 20s that want to do prejuvenation, um, 30s, 40s, 50s, um, 60s, and beyond um, that want to do rejuvenation. And it's very interesting in terms of how to take care of your skin. From an early age, I named my practice image dermatology because I had really bad acne and I had really bad eczema. And both my brothers were models life can be cruel. And so they would make fun of my pimples. And I wanted to help other people with their image. My mother is a doctor, she's a pediatrician. And so children learn what they live. And so I wanted to help take care of people's skin. So it's very interesting when people come in to see me. Um, Do you want to go through like kind of the decades that I recommend? What I want to do is, uh, you know, I I always like to start these episodes with allowing the audience get to know you and your skincare philosophy just a little bit better. You know, uh, the introduction you just gave to yourself, I think, highlights or illuminates perhaps some of the reasons why you got into skincare, but um, and dermatology. But you know, I would I would just love to hear your story and how you got into medicine, and more specifically, why you decided to go into dermatology. Okay. So um, my grandfather was, um, God rest his soul, a dentist kind of in the roaring days of Harlem in like the 40s and 50s and 60s into the 70s. And he told me from the time I was like four that I was good in science, you know, full well, when you're four, you're not taking science, but I believed him. And so, um, you know, I told my teachers when I was taking science, oh, I'm really good at this. And I was. (laughs) So he told me I was going to be a doctor. Um, My mother is a doctor and I liked her autonomy. I liked her being her own boss. Um, She ran a very small practice where I grew up in North Jersey. And um, I thought to myself, "Hmm, I think this is something I wanted to do. So first I was really interested in psychiatry because I like to figure out why people do what it is they do. But there's a thin line between dermatology and psychiatry And with, I had really bad eczema from the time I was younger. Um, I had sincerely bad acne, which I'm blessed that I did not scar, but pretty much from 11 until my mid twenties. And I also, I'm an ex um, champion swimmer. So I used to walk around locker rooms barefoot because, you know, teenagers can't tell them anything. And I got like, like planter warts, like tons of them, Alexandra, which is gross, on my feet. And I was in my dermatologist's office so much between those three things, the eczema, the acne, and the warts, that I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. And I want to help people with their skin. It's the largest organ of the body. I was like, I can do this. And people are just cruel. They can just ask the you know most ridiculous questions in terms of you know people's skin, which is not nice and is not necessary and is not appropriate. And so that is literally why I named my practice Image Dermatology. So one of my biggest philosophies, and I actually have a sign 
I practiced in an 1870 Victorian, like I said, image dermatology in Montclair, New Jersey. And my Instagram is at Janine Downey. Um, but the sign in my <laughs> in my parking lot says, your face is your best accessory because you carry it with you every day. Um, please come inside and talk to me about the latest anti-aging um, and techniques we can use uh, for your romantic viability and for your economic viability. No one, it's both. It's not just romantic anymore. No one wants to be the old guy or the old lady at the office anymore. And the romantic viability also kind of lends credence to, you know, you are who you feel like you are, you know what I'm saying, type of thing. So people love that sign. They come in, they ask questions. And it is very interesting to me. I have, you know, 85-year-olds coming to me for Botox, and I have 25-year-olds coming to me for Botox. And I try to keep people looking natural. That's one of my main things. And some of my patients are very complimentary, and they're obsessed with how small my pore size in is. And I explain to them, pores are not like doors, Alexandra. They don't open and close and open and close. Um, it's part your family history, part your level of sun damage, um, part whether or not you smoke vape or smoke weed, because if you do, you're going to have bigger pores and that's all there is to it. Um, and I tell them smoke is smoke. It doesn't say, oh, this is marijuana smoke. And so therefore it's better than cigarette smoke. That's just nonsense. Um, so one of the key things that I tell everybody, um, you know, please, if, if babies could understand me, but from the age of four on when they're totally cognizant, um, is that they have to wear sunblock every day. And that is an SPF of 30, rain or shine, January through December, regardless of ethnicity. And that's one of the things that's critical. And I tell them on their face, on their neck, on their ears, and on the backs of their hands are the critical places. Um, I'm a Skin Cancer Foundation fellow. So according to the Skin Cancer Foundation, I haven't looked at the statistics for 2023 because we're just getting started. But for 2022, I want to say it was something crazy like 4.7 to 5 million cases of skin cancer were diagnosed last year in the United States. I'm not talking worldwide, in the United States. And that number is expected to go up and up and up and up. And so what I tell everybody is this is a preventable cancer. And um, to a certain extent, I mean, there are people that have, uh, you know, skin cancer, acral lentiginous melanoma, ALM, under their fingernails and toenails. Sunblock's not going to help that. That's more coming to see the board certified dermatologist and getting a total body scan a couple of times a year for people that are have like weird lesions underneath their fingers or their toes. And then just noticing. I mean, I tell people once a month, the same as women should be, I don't know that they are, but should be checking their breasts once a month. They should be doing a full look over of their their face through their feet in terms of weird moles. And then we do catch moles in unusual places, Alexandra. So that would be the scalp, we catch moles, which is annoying in inside the ear, which my patients are like, seriously, um, sometimes in the mouth, that's not great. Um, and then um, in the genitals sometimes, um, the penis and the anus. And so people are like, ah. and so everybody needs a body check once a year. That's just what it is. And then no tanning beds. New Jersey, where I live, is the capital of tanning beds for the world, um, which I'm not super proud of. I'm just, you know, putting up my hooray, but I'm not proud of that at all. Um, so I tell everybody, no tanning, SPF of 30 every single day and reapply it. Stop with this nonsense, putting it on once a day. And humans, we are humans, right? Doesn't matter what skin type, we're all humans. We react to indoor and outdoor lighting. 
That is the blue light from the phone, the computer, the Apple Watch, the iPad, indoor fluorescent lighting, indoor home lighting, doesn't matter. So we need to put sunblock on and we need to reapply it. And the thought process that you can brush your teeth and sit down at your computer and be at your computer all day doing Zoom calls and not have put sunblock on is antiquated, kicked out the door. You'll and I, you know, I appeal to my patients. A lot of them, more and more people, are slightly vain. And I love it because that makes it easier to tell them, look, if you don't want your face on the floor, this is something easy you can do compared to some of the rest of it. Yeah. I have a quick follow-up question. And why are rates of skin cancer on the rise? Because, you know, I... It's so frustrating because as a beauty editor and, you know, as a skincare professional yourself, you know, we, we spend so much time trying to educate the public on the importance of wearing sun protection every day. And, you know, what's the, what's the difference here? Like what, what's not working? Like what do we need to be doing better about educating the public to, to see if we can get these numbers down? So we think it's increased leisure time and it's also bad habits from the past um, that have bumped skin cancer up and up and up and up as people spend, you know, more time outdoors. And obviously we want people to be exercising outdoors. We want them to be golf is not exercise, but, um, golfing outdoors and tennising outdoors and playing pickleball outdoors because, um, the endorphins that you, um, get from playing sports and from exercising, um, can decrease worldwide rates of depression. We'll say for example, which depression has been an epidemic, um, especially since the pandemic to be clear. And so we want people outside, but we want them outside with sunscreen and all this foolishness about it's sticky, it's this, it's that. Like, seriously, like nobody that's having a massive heart attack, they're all thinking, oh my God, I want to live. I'm going to change my ways after this. Um, They're not thinking, you know, oh, I wish that I had that, I don't know, cinnamon roll like two hours before. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we're trying to recompense. So I tell everybody the same thing. It's not as serious. I mean, one of my super handsome patients had... um, skin cancer in the middle of his face right here. And especially if we catch them early, we're able to do intracell, which is radiofrequency microneedling. We're able to do Fraxel. There's different, there's LASMD, there's different technologies so that we can take these, you know, kind of zipper-like lesions off of people's faces and not leave them permanently scarred. Um, But, you know, they have to kind of get in the game and do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Well, and you know, there's just so many uh, really incredible new formulas of sunscreen sunscreens coming out. And I kind of hope that this like new wave of just really like sensorily beautiful formulas will help people kind of like tip over into one, wearing it every day, and then two, reapplying and being diligent about reapplying. Um, so that's kind of like my hope about this scenario. But everything that we just talked about is such a good baseline uh, tip or just, you know, advice for what we're going to be talking about today, which is how to take care of your skin as you age. You know, sunscreen is something that everybody should be doing. That is the baseline. That is the fundamental. Now let's talk about the other stuff. Um, I, you know, maybe a good place to start is like, at what point should people start getting serious about their skincare? You know, is it something that people need to be worrying about in their teens or, you know, is starting in your twenties? Where, where do you recommend folks to start? Let me just say one more thing about sunscreen. So people always want to know dermatologists choices. And then I'll answer that second question. So I love like, as in have it on today myself, the total defense and repair from Skin Medica. 
And I warn people about getting stuff on the internet. I'd rather them call a dermatologist's office they don't know and have a charge sent to them rather than them buying expired stuff off of Amazon or stuff that's been, I don't know, pirated and manipulated, you know, that type of thing. <clears throat> so that one I love. I love Essential Defense from Skin Medica. I love the new Sente Even Tone, it's called. They have a light to medium and a medium to dark. And all of my patients and my Instagram followers, they all know I'm not crazy about um, tinted sunscreens for browner skin because I feel like that's not my tint. But this even tone is actually pretty good from Sente. So that's S-A-N-T-E. So I like that a lot if you're leaning towards tinted sunblocks. I do like the Isden, the Aerophotona. I think it's fantastic. Um, and that one, I basically put on the Total Defense and Repair, put on the Aerophotona over it. So yes, I've got coats when I go out and I go for long runs. So I look crazy, especially in the summer. We have a beach house in the Hamptons and I'm like running on the beach and I'll see patients and they're like, oh, she's crazy. But I'm not out there trying to, I mean, you know, I'm trying to look cute. I'm trying to get my exercise in and trying to make sure that I have actually really wicked melasma. So I've never had any skin cancers myself. I am an ex-lifeguard, ex-swim instructor um and ex-swim champ so i was spending plenty of time doing that but i don't have any skin cancer but i have really bad melasma and me with a mustache as i like to joke and say i got a man i don't need to look like a man so that's not cute um i also like the skin better products in terms of sunscreen a lot um uh, revision has some good products in terms of sunscreen there's a lot out there um and in terms of body i really like sunbum abino and neutrogena a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, so that's what I recommend in terms of sun care. And in terms of your second question about what should, you know, when should people start really paying attention to their skin? Um, the sooner the better. So I have teenagers that come in here and ask me for a routine for their junior high school because they're breaking out or their high school because they're stressed about applying to college or especially, um, you know, the most I see mostly cosmetic patients. So my cosmetic patients a lot of them have kids and they're like, please see my kid. And then they come in here and they ask for a steady regimen. And what we do is we put them on auto ship for some products. But I tell people a cleanser that fits your skin type, right? Um, so that could be the um, Restore C. I'll, I'll just pick out of a hat. It's a natural but not organic cleanser um, that my patients love that has a, a light salmon enzyme, enzyme extract. Say that three times fast in it. And um, it lightly exfoliates. It also has a mushroom extract. It, I believe it's got some vitamin C in there. Um, and my patients really like that one a lot. And so it's lightly exfoliative. The Ahabaha from Skin Medica is Aha is hydroxy acid, which is glycolic acid. Baha is beta hydroxy acid, which is salicylic acid. And so that's really good for a lot of my more like kind of combination to oily skin patients in terms of their face, their chest, and their back if they have acne in all three areas. So that's another winner. Um, a lot of my patients want a sensitive skinned cleanser. So that would be over the counter, some of the Avenos from the doctor's office, the Sente Daily Soothing Cleanser is pretty fantastic. Um, so my patients are like, hmm. And then a lot of my patients, Alexandra, want to know about I, they can't come to me for chemical peels. They're at, you know, University of Pennsylvania and USC and, you know, Baylor in Texas. And I can't do a, a peel over internet. And so they're like, what do I do? And so Skin Better and now Allergan um, both have peel pads that under a doctor's supervision, um, people can do like they're at, they're kind of away chemical peels to help to brighten and even out their skin tone 
you know, kind of while they're away, like one of my patients is going to Japan for a year and she was like, okay, what do I need? What's going to help me get through this? And can you find me somebody um, in Tokyo? And so a friend of a friend found her and somebody in Tokyo. I was very pleased with myself because I do know people from around the world, but more people from like London and Paris and the easier places, um, you know, type of thing. Um, and so she was thrilled. So I digress. So it is cleanser, moisturizer, sunscreen, peel pads are an extra. Um, a lot of my patients will look in the mirror and say, well, what moisturizer, Dr. Downey? A lot of people, more and more people, I don't know what it is, are getting more sensitive to different allergies. So I'm not sure what that is. Like look at peanut allergies in the 70s versus peanut allergies today. So why are people getting more sensitive in terms of internally with different allergies and externally with their, their faces? There are so many um, preservatives in these different um, moisturizers that some of them just are too irritating for the average person that's not super oily to use. So for example, um, I'll tell my patients, I like the, uh, the Skin Medica Replenishing Hydrating Cream a lot. I like the Sente Dermal Repair a lot. And the Sente Dermal Repair actually decreases redness. And a lot of my patients have rosacea, so that improves their rosacea. I like the Skin Medica HA5. Skin Better has some great, great products. Um, Sente has a Sente Dermal Contour Pressed Serum, which is an anti-ager and a moisturizer together. Um, and then quite frankly, um, my patients like the uh, Neutrogena Hydro Boost in terms of an inexpensive one. Um, and I tell everybody, especially if you're in cooler weather, like kind of Northern states, um, sleep with a humidifier. Humidifier is going to add moisture to your skin, your hair, and your nails. It's something quite beneficial, um, that type of thing. And so that can help you a lot too. And then, you know, hydration is the situation as I show my water bottle. And I tell everybody the same thing. One cup of coffee equals two more glasses of water. And, like, really, Dr. Downey? and I'm not sympathetic because I don't drink coffee at all. So I'm like, I like the smell of hazelnut coffee, Alexandra, but I don't need it. I'm impressed you don't drink coffee. I mean, no coffee, no tea, no alcohol. And I exercise seven days a week. So I'm like one of those annoying people, but I do swear. So that is a vice of people like the advice is I'm like, I'm not going to swear on your podcast, but I do swear. Um, so that is, that is one of my vices for the good, like, you know, as I like to say, the good Catholic girl, I do swear. You practice what you preach though. I mean, you are quite diligent, you know, you're out there, you're taking care of your skin, you're working your body. It shows, I mean, you're gorgeous. You have gorgeous skin. So whatever you're doing, <laughs> sign me up. And right back at you. So then going further with skin, um, it depends on what age. Um, I do like the Emipel a lot for estrogen deficient skin. And that's really patients over the age of 45. And so people are like, you know, what's happening? You know, they, they're like, I look like my mother. And so that is, or their aunt or whoever they don't want to look like, you know, with all due respect to older family members. Sorry, mom. Um, and so estrogen deficient skin kind of is, you get lower estrogen levels as you creep into your 40s and definitely into your 50s. You get more collagen loss. And um, even with proper sun protection and, you know, proper exercise and proper nutrition, I literally, you know, try to encourage everybody to get on a more Mediterranean diet. And if you looked last week, Mediterranean diet won for diet of the year again for 2022, again, because it's better. You know, you just like, 
whole foods, um, you know, not a lot of processed foods. That's why every time we go to Europe, we lose weight because there's not a lot of processed foods and everything is fresh. And I eat everything. I eat meat. I eat, you know, uh, vegetables. I eat lots of chicken. I eat lots of fish, but I eat, you know, kind of everything. And I tell people I eat more vegetables than I want to, um, because it's good for me. And that's just kind of the bottom line and not a lot of creamy salad dressings. And could we please, please, please cut back on the butter and all of that. And for me, I'm a big salt person. So I'm trying to behave myself and cut back on the salt. Um, and then getting back to the estrogen deficient skin, what happens as we start to age is we start to lose, um, kind of that glow from our skin, the collagen from our skin. And so Emipel has this MEP technology that's proven to restore collagen. And so my patients notice within two months of using it, like, is my skin smoother? I'm like, uh-huh. Um, and then of course I credit myself if I'm doing skin tightening on them. I have an intrigen machine and I have a Zafiro, Z-A-F-F-I-R-O, which is a um, Italian slash Polish device that they both work really well, the intrigen and the Zafiro. So I'll do that with them. Um, but the MEP technology restores the collagen loss, restores the natural function of collagen for estrogen deficient skin. It's non-hormonal. So everybody's always worried about, oh, Dr. Downey, are you recommending hormones for the face? No. Um, it is, um, it is not that it is totally, um, non-hormonal and clinically proven to be safe and effective. And some anti-aging ingredients can address the impact of estrogen deficient skin. This actually is the person only to actually prove the ingredient that helps in terms of addressing the root cause of accelerated aging due to estrogen deficient skin. So this is a favorite of mine. I love that one. I recommend that all the time. And then people are like, what retinols? And they go retinol searching. And they ask me, um, can I use a retinol with the Emipel? And I say, yes. And in terms of retinols, I must say, um, I hate to be such a pain, um, but there's one that I'm really, it's really winning with everybody because my 20-year-olds can use it and my 80-year-olds can use it. And you can use it on most skin types. It's a, what do they call it? Serum in oil. And that is the ISDIN um, the ISDIN, the German company, it's called Melatonics, M-E-L-A-T-O-N-I-K, because I used to spell it with an X, which isn't helpful because that's not how it's spelled. Um, and that has vitamin C, melatonin, it has bacchuoil in it, which is a plant-derived retinoid and other retinoids in it. And I use that on my face and my neck and my chest and the backs of my hands um, pretty much a minimum of three times a week, I would say, Alexandra. How do you use retinol within your routine? Because I, you know, I hear a lot from a lot of our readers that, you know, they find it hard to tolerate. I think that's a very common experience with a lot of people. So, you know, how are you folding it into your routine and how do you help other people introduce it? So what I tell everybody is a lot of the tretinoins from over the counter that people want to get a prescription for. A, um, the insurance companies, they're not foolish. A lot of them know that we're using retinols for anti-aging and so they don't want to pay for it. And so I tell people, look, you want them to pay for your acne medicine. You want them to pay for your um, you know, heart medicine or your cancer medicine. But quite frankly, um, they shouldn't have to pay for your wrinkle cream. So if you're using it for wrinkles, you should get something better than the generic tretinoin over the counter, which I told you earlier, I have underlying eczema. I can't even tolerate that. I have not do I want to say this, Alexandra? I don't think I've met a person that can't tolerate the um, 
the melatonics. I think it's a great formulation. I also like the Sente, what am I, I want to make sure I say it right. The bio, I'm just reaching into my brain, the BioComplete serum. Um, and I like that a lot. So, you know, my patients are like, well, when would I start using the BioComplete serum versus the melatonics? Well, if your face is sensitive, you want to start with the serum and oil and no, it does not clog your pores. It does not break you out because everything still gives me acne. I'm still acne prone and I'm old, as I like to say at this point, so it's ridiculous. But something like the BioComplete serum, you'd put it on from your jawline down your neck to your décolle uh, every other night. And I do that with the elastin body and the elastin body builds collagen for your neck and your chest. And then, you know, Jennifer Lopez admits that she sleeps on her back. There's many other things that she doesn't admit, but she's not my patient. And I just think she looks beautiful. So we'll just, that's all I'm going to say, but she does admit she sleeps on her back. So ever since she said that now all my patients are coming in like, I need to sleep on my back. I'm like, excuse me. I've been saying that for years. So if you're a side sleeper, especially if you have heavy breasts, you're more likely to crease up your chest. Whereas if you're a back sleeper, you're going to age more symmetrically. You're not going to crush one side of your face. You're not going to have all these extra chest lines, but the Sente BioComplete, and then they have an intensive BioComplete. Both of those are extremely helpful in terms of decreasing the lining up that you get on your neck with the sagging skin and your chest. And a lot of my patients will use the elastin body on the backs of their arms and the tops of their knees type of thing. Okay. You can use retinoids in those areas too. A lot of my actress patients that come to see me, they basically are like, what do you do? And so from head to toe, I tell them I take Nutrafol. That's a hair supplement. People started as early as 20s and 30s. It's four tablets a day with breakfast in the morning. Um, there are different varieties of it. Again, I don't recommend getting it from Amazon because sometimes the product can be old or expired or something like that. So we like Amazon for toilet paper and paper towels and hard goods, but sometimes getting cosmeceuticals or vitamins from there, um, you know, that might not be the best. I've had patients that have had, you know, experiences, I'll just say with that. Um, so I use the Nutrafol, I use Lambdaptil, the shampoo and spray. I have done Carolase, which helps your hair. Um, it boosts your hair growth. Um, so I've like some cool pictures of when I started with all these supplements in 2015 to where we are now. In, well, actually, I took the last picture in 2022. That really helped. So like you're a believer in hair supplements because I feel like sometimes it's hit and miss with dermatologists on you know, how much they, they believe. Because I believe in hair supplements too. I should say that up front. But sometimes I, I get pushback from derms saying that they're not, you know, they're not so sure about it. But you're on board. Yeah, I'm very on board. So before 2015, <laughs> I totally wasn't. Um, on board at all. But I mean, I've seen the difference in the, you know, my hair strength, my hair length, my hair density, myself. And so I've been on Nutrafol since 2015. I'm a huge advocate for them. Um, I am a KOL. I don't get paid for saying any of this. So I'm not being by the, yeah, I'm not like, no, but not, but I do love that product a lot. And when people tell me they're horse pills, I'm like, no, they're not. They're tiny compared to my vitamin C that I take every day. That's like a horse pill. Um, but I tell them, okay, put it in applesauce. Like, I, like, like you're a baby. I don't know what to tell you to do. What's more important? Like, you know, you, like a little bit of uncomfortableness as you swallow some pills or your hair falling out your head. No, thank you. So I'm, um, you know, I'm just kind of very basic with stuff like that. I do, um, I do like Latisse a lot um, in terms of a lash serum that is for the over 40 crowd. Um, I also like the Obagi New Seal. 
uh, which I alternate between the two of them, um, New Seals and UCIL from Obagi. Um, and I do tell everybody the same thing. Over 40, your lashes start to thin. If you are okay with that, okay. But if you're not, do something about it because if you have thicker lashes, no matter what your age, you look younger and you look more vital. And especially if you have gorgeous eyes to begin with, why let them go wandering? You know what I'm saying? And getting older on their old. Don't do that. So I tell everybody not to rub the area around their eyes. Gently take their eye makeup off at night. My eyebrows are microbladed. So that's not you know, Obagi brow serum up there because I don't want anybody to mistake. They are microbladed. And I do think that's safe. You need to go somebody that has a certificate in micropigmentation. Um, but for the lashes, I tell everybody a wet washcloth, wipe off the corners, um, and do it at least four times a week for maintenance after you do the first four months. Um, lip health. I have a little filler in my lip. It started going flat a couple of years ago. And I was like, I don't think so. I'm a sexy black woman. So I have a little in there not to look like a stripper. Not that there's anything wrong with my stripper patients. Cause I do have some, but to look like a doctor because that's who I am. But I don't want people to think that if you put stripper in your lip, you're going to look different or unusual. You can look usual and typical and just have a little lift and look a little sexier, which is not a problem. I do filler in men's lips and women's lips and make people look natural. So lip health, I tell people sunscreen all over your face, including under your eyes and your lips, which are the two areas that people neglect. I tell them not to smoke, not to vape, not to smoke weed. I tell them, I don't care. No hookah either. Don't try to sneak something in there. Um, and then I tell them that they should sleep at night. All these lip scrubs and stuff like that, like, give me a break. Just put some white petrolatum, aquaphor, Vaseline, whatever it is, on your lips before you go to bed at night. And if you notice your lips or the area around your lips is breaking out from some new lip gloss you're trying, then stop it. A lot of the eye creams like Sente Eye, the Skin Better Eye Cream, a lot of the eye creams on the market, um, the Christian Dior Eye Cream, they're all formulated to use them around your eyes and around your lips. So please do that if you want to. Um, if you really want to not have lines around your lips, you got to get Botox because over 50, we you know do the kissy lip too much. We're drinking water um, from water bottles, that type of thing. And a um, little bit of Botox goes a long way. You see, I'm moving my mouth perfectly fine when people are like, oh my God, you're not going to be able to talk. Don't worry. I'll be able to talk. Well, I let's let's spend a little bit more time on Botox just because, you know, I do think that it is something that people are extremely curious about all the time. You know, it is something that is always piquing people's curiosity. Um, uh, you know, when when do you recommend that people start their consultations to perhaps, you know, go down this route? Is there is there such thing as too early? So I started Botoxing when I was like 30. I married a lovely man that I'm still married to, um, you know, a million years later. Uh, and um, his stepmother won't listen to this, but, you know, she's not that nice. Um, and she wasn't nice back then either. Shh, it's a secret. Um, and so we got married at St. Patrick's Cathedral in Manhattan, which is beautiful. And my you know, joke slash not joke to my husband to be was she's not going to have me frowning walking down the aisle. And so he's like, Oh, sweetheart, you're beautiful. You don't need that. And then the minute I Botox myself and it kicked in, he's like, Oh, wow, you look fantastic. You should do that as often as they say. I was like, Hey, what happened to your beautiful? You don't need that. Um, so you know, what happened to that? Um, but in any event, and now he, my husband, you know, gets Botox also. So I think that's hilarious. Um, but in any event, um, I tell everybody that um, when you start to see a whisper of a line, it is a whisper, not a deep line, just a faint, you should come running in um, and think about doing it 
a minimum of every three months. I exercise every day and there's something to be said, like people that exercise, they metabolize Botox faster. Um, I found that with some of my patients. And so some people are like kind of two and a half monthers, some people are four monthers and some lucky people um, can last six months. So I do like Botox a lot um, from Allergan. I use that the majority of the time. A lot of my patients perimenopausal, menopausal sweat under their arms. And so I will do Botox, which is more expensive, or Xeomin, which is cheaper. Um, I did clinical trials um, for Xeomin. It does work very, very well. And then there's a new longer-lasting Botox coming out called Daxify, which um, will probably be charged out as twice as much because it lasts twice as long. Um, but pa patients are liking that. I did the clinical trials for that. My patients in the clinical trials liked that as well. So there are a couple of um, there's Evelis, there's a couple of different kind of toxins out there. So it's kind of what you're comfortable with. The majority of people coming into my office in Montclair, New Jersey, they want what they've seen on the commercials, which is Botox. They only want the Botox and that's what they're most comfortable with. And they ask me what I have in my forehead and I tell them that that's what I have in my forehead. So to be clear, Alexandra, I use Botox for uh, in between my um, eyebrows. I use it for my forehead. I don't really have even a crow's foot, so I don't really use it there. I use it um, for my DAOs, my depressor angular orcularis down here. I use a little bit in my chin so my chin doesn't wrinkle. I definitely use it because I grind my teeth. Sure. I was going to ask about that because um, I do know that it's very you know popular for people who uh, do clench their jaw or they hold stress in their jaw, but I also know that it has kind of a slimming effect over time. Is that correct? It does. So a lot of my patients that have a bulky jaw, I'll do it for that reason. A lot of people that clench, I'll do it for that reason. And then for me, I get migraines. So obviously off, off, off label, because I'm not a neurologist, I'll do it in these points up here. And that's so funny. Even as I do it right now, I'm like, ooh, that feels good. Just that pressure right there. Um, and then some of my patients with migraines will have me do it on the back of their necks. So it works great. My patients really like it a lot. Um, I'm doing a platysmal study right now where we're doing, we're injecting for, um, you know, kind of these cords on the neck with Botox. Okay. What are some exciting, um, you know, minimally invasive or, or less invasive treatments that are coming out on the market? I feel like, you know, there's always just exciting new stuff uh, being introduced, exciting new technologies. W what are you loving right now? For anti-aging purposes, I should say. In terms of technology, I the soft wave is ultrasound. It hurts a little bit, but it's not awful. Um, it's clear to lift the eyebrows, to tighten the skin all over the face. Um, M Face has some neat technology. Um, that's the M Sculpt Neo people who are now moving to the face, which actually works on the elevator muscles on the face, not on the depressor muscles, obviously, because you don't want to look sad. But it lifts. Um, the elevator muscles of the face, and then the Zafiro, um, the Z-A-F-F-I-R-O. It doesn't sound like it's spelled. Um, so I'm actually going to give a lecture about that in um, a few weeks. So I'll go to IMCAS um, in Paris, and I'll give a lecture on kind of what's new in technology, and I'll talk about uh, those procedures because people want to know what skin tightening they can do. And I also recommend fillers with fillers and toxins with the skin tightening. And I tell people that the key thing is they need to keep in mind that you can always change your habits. You can improve your habits. You can stop smoking. You can eat more vegetables. You can sleep more and you can stop tanning. But some of the damage that you have is significant damage. And if we doctors could wave a magic wand, 
we wouldn't be dealing with the hell with these insurance companies that we're dealing with. So we don't have a magic wand. We just have to have our patients understand that, you know, things take time and nothing happens, you know, quite frankly, overnight. Um, so, you know, that's kind of what I tell, you know, everyone in terms of, you know, my patients, you know, you know, kind of like biggest wishes, they don't like the pleading, um, between the, um, the cheek and the jawline. Um, they don't like the pleading there at all. So for that, I give Emipel. They don't like, um, the sagging here. Like, you know, like people get that, um, jowling here. That's what I'm, uh, that's my future. Um, no, it's not. No, it's not. Well, not, no, that's, you're right. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but it could be my future. <laughs> and it won't be. I do Kybella here. If you have a pouch here and I lay, um, the Juvederm Voluma, uh, here, uh, to help in terms of the jawline. So we'll do that. But the pleating is Emipel and laser intracell, the radiofrequency microneedling device or laser with the Fraxel. This is more filler. Um, this is Kybella or spot liposuction, if you will. Um, so those are kind of like this area right here as people age is what freaks them out. Because even if they've been keeping up with their Botox in their forehead, they're like, what's happening kind of in the lower half of my face. The neck, I do a lot of Fraxel um, on. I do a lot of the, which is obviously the, um, you know, focused, you know, fractionated uh, resurfacing that's good for all skin types, but you have to make sure, by the way, everybody listening, watching, you have to make sure the device is intended for your skin type. So if you go in the waiting room and there's nobody with your skin type in the waiting room, ask the doctor a million questions. And if you are uncomfortable, have them do a patch test. You can always come back. I don't want you burning your skin. Um, that's really, really critical. So we'll do Intracell, Intragen, um, the Zephyro for tightening the neck. We do a lot of Kybella. Um, people are still kind of in and out of masks right now. We did a ton last year and the year before this year with the mask wearing going down. Um, I hope we do as much. I don't know if we'll do as much, but people love a sharp jawline that is males and females, and they don't want their neck to move except for when they turn their neck. What is They're like, what is this looseness? What's going on here? And so that's the elastin body, the Fraxel, the Intragen, the Zephyro, and the Intracell. So we do a lot of different kind of devices in here. And silly things, like your earlobes deflate over time. So we can do filler in your earlobes. Your hands deflate over time. We can do filler in the backs of the hands. My patients are always like, really? Can we? I'm like, yes, we can. Filler everywhere. <laughs> With good methodology behind it and looking at the symmetry of the person, looking at their pictures, having them look in the mirror. I love to have my patients look in the mirror and tell me kind of what they want, what they envision, what they see type of thing. You know, we've talked uh, a lot about skincare steps uh, or topical skincare steps. We've talked about, you know, these more uh, professional interventions that you can do. Let's quickly end on lifestyle. You clearly are somebody who takes care of themselves as well. And, you know, we've talked a lot about, we've talked some about habit changes that you can make, including stopping smoking and eating Mediterranean diet. You know, what are some other lifestyle habits that you encourage your patients to adopt? So they can't cross their legs. So um, I tell them to stop it right now. So stop crossing your legs, press your knees together like your grandmother told you or your aunt or whoever that was, um, because crossing your legs leads to more spider veins. And yes, you can come in here and we'll do sclerotherapy on you. I had no idea. Oh no. Yeah, it is annoying. And so no crossing your legs at all. Um, stop picking your pimples, please. And thank you. Um, stop picking your hair bumps, please. And thank you. If your hair is fully gray down here, then you can't get it laser hair removed. 
But I tell my patients in their 30s and early 40s, come running in to see me if you have extra hair here or on your chin or on your face, because that is depressing as you get older. Um, I tell people to think about what your food choices are in terms of hormones that you're taking in. If you're not drinking organic milk, organic yogurt, um, eating organic yogurt, the hormones from the cows are going to interact with your hormones and cause more hair on your face and potentially make you lose hair on your head. So there are choices we make in what we put in our body that people aren't thinking about. Um, I think that a combination of cardio and weights is best for everybody. Studies have shown a minimum of four days a week. I actually do seven days a week because I'm annoying, but I'm also, I love my job, but it is a high stress job. And so nobody is coming to the dermatologist for them to come in the room and be Debbie Downer. I have to be Janine Downey. I have to be excited and happy and warm and friendly and full of logical information for them at all times. And so I exercise because that's my coffee that keeps me very, very focused. Um, I also tell my patients that um, your life choices include, um, I mean, let's talk, Alexandra, illicit drug use. And so if you're using illicit drugs, you're going to age faster. Um, you might mess up your heart, you might mess up your kidneys, and you could die. So you want to think about the Oxycontin, you want to think about all this molly, you want to think about cocaine, you want to think about heroin. I live in an upper middle class environment. I see some of those patients, not a lot of those patients, um, but I have helped many a patient go to rehab for alcoholism and other things, as I like to say. And there's no shame in your game if you come to me and you tell me you need my help to get you where you need to go, because that is going to age the crap out of you. As people know, as well as deplete your pocketbook for things that you really need, like Botox and filler um, and vacations. I tell everybody, you don't need drugs. You need Botox filler and vacations, um, you know, type of thing. And then you need to, speaking of vacations, what I tell people is tell the people that are draining your resources and always asking you for nonsense, tell them no. Tell them no. Tell them your bossy dermatologist told them you can't do that anymore. I have people blame it on me all the time. I had a, a, an ex-husband in the airport say, you're Janine Downey. You told my wife that she shouldn't do this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, yeah, I did. Hi, how are you doing? Got to go. Like, seriously, you're going to call me out in the airport? Bye. But as my, as my young patients say, bye, Felicia. And then um, lastly, I tell people, think of your goals. Your skincare goals change from year to year. It is, you know, what you want to spend and what you want to do. Um, but when my patients come in to see me, they're like, these are my priorities. This is what I want to spend. This is what I want to do. And then we can kind of congeal on what the plan forward is. So if you don't, if you fail to plan, you'll, you know, you'll plan to fail. So if you plan, then you can do extremely well. So those would be my final thoughts. And my Insta, which I need more followers, is at Janine Downey. J-E-A-N-I-N-E-D-O-W-N-I-E. My practice is image dermatology. I am 12 miles outside of Manhattan. My farthest away patients are from Tanzania and Japan. And my closest patients, my closest patients walk here, but I'm happy to see any and everybody. So thank you so much, Alexandra. Well, thank you for joining me. And yeah, go follow Dr. Downey for more information than, you know, even the plethora of information we got here. And, you know, I just, I love chatting with you. I love all of your practical, thoughtful advice. So thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. Absolutely my pleasure. Thank you kindly. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. For more beauty content from the team at MindBuddyGreen, you can always read along with our content at mindbuddygreen.com follow us on social media, and of course, tune in to next week's episode. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to rate and review us. And if you ever want to reach out with questions or insights or thoughts, you can find me on Instagram at Alex underscore Blair underscore. Thanks so much for your time.